and Friends podcast, episode 51. Wes, we almost have to have a debate who this is going to be. There's too many good options. There's some all-time greats that are 51s. Who, who did we do for 50? Who did we end up doing? We didn't. My thought was Adam Wainwright. Yeah, me too. I was going to say Adam Wainwright as well. Uh, it was the Bachelorette episode, so we just kind of got into it. It was the, the 50th episode. Um, I think Wainwright is the call, yeah? Sure. Especially yeah. for us. Especially for us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we've got 50. we've got literally a Mount Rushmore fifty ones here. You want me to give them to you? Let's hear it. I think I we've have got, one that, a sleeper you might bring up. We've got Dick Butkus. <clears throat> okay. We've got Ichiro. Uh-huh. We've got Randy Johnson. And we've got Trevor Hoffman. Mm, I was wrong about this man's number. Um there. yeah, I think I was uh 51 to me is Ichiro. Uh, I kind of forgot Randy Johnson also wore it. Um, That's non-Cardinals. That was pretty close to my two favorite baseball players ever. So yeah, it's a toss up. I feel like Ichiro. Ichiro is my 51. Okay. The Ichiro episode. Yeah. um, The guy that I was referring to, the guy that I was referring to is uh, Daryl Kyle. He's like 57. Close. We try. So we'll get there. We'll, we'll see in a couple weeks, Daryl. We'll get there. I'm sure we'll remember. Um, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, R. the P. contact Darryl episode, the, the slap hitter, one of the best hitters of all time, the slap hitter episode. We're going to gun someone out from right field for sure. On the, episode, so. the, the sneaky pop, the batting practice pop episode. Did you see that video of him striking out those high school girls? Those girls? Oh, yeah. Just why? breaking off I never got a, I never got a breakdown of why he was doing that. Yeah, just buckling these high school girls. Yeah. It was why weird. Did, why was he doing that? I don't understand. <clears throat> I don't know. He probably he probably just I don't know, either a favor or he had someone a relative on the team, like his niece or something. He just came out. He's like, Well, I'm not just gonna groove him. That thing was like legit televised. Like there was a legit broadcast. Yeah, set. that's true. I don't oh, know what it was know, or was why like he was a, there. It was, you know, it was from a real broadcast angle with a score bug and the whole bit. Yeah, so. they were they were like ducking out of the box and he was like breaking off <laughs> curveballs and for strikes. It was it was something. It was something. obviously each was actually good, but it gave me like uh like a Vladimir Putin playing hockey vibes kinda. Like everyone was just letting him score goals. Obviously each was like actually yeah. a good athlete, but it gave me that kind of energy. Was it Kim Jong un playing soccer or someone owned the some like Vladimir like Putin a, plays hockey. I don't. I know that. Yeah, and Kim Jong Un does stuff like that a lot. I'm sure. Oh no, the, he, he he his is always with golf. He like shot. He made like a hole in one, like three hole in on ones around every hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I shot an 18. Okay. It's pretty good. <laughs> Suck it, haters. Um, shot an 18. Shot an 18. Yeah, no, Kim. I believe you for sure. Yeah, I was there. I I was did. there. I saw every shot. You did it. Yeah. Um, what we, okay. What are you doing on today's episode? So, Christmas movies, we truck on, we carry on Cracking our 7-10 matchup. Also, before we get into that, Mer- classics. Merry Christmas to all. This content factory don't stop. Pumping them out Merry still. Christmas Merry Christmas. Eve, well, who knows when they're listening to it, but Merry Christmas Eve. Or true. Christmas. Or Happy holidays. Belated Christmas. Yeah. War on Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah. War on <laughs> Christmas. Um... I can't say shit anymore. People are coming up on the street saying happy holidays. What the it's a fuck? shame. It's a real shame. Um, it's a real shame. Okay, so 
two battle of two 1990s juggernauts, two family favorites, uh, two movies that uh, a lot of people listen to this watched a lot of times as a little boy or girl. Um, so we're going to start with Santa Claus. I will intro the Santa Claus starting right now. Oh, what? did these? Did these uh, just came to my thought because you had two? You said two '90s juggernauts. Did these come out the same year? We didn't plan that, but no, they did. You're, you're going to tell us. Home, uh, I almost said home improvement. Ha! Um, the Santa Claus was in '94. Home Alone Two home was '92. Is close. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the Santa Claus first. It's the higher seed, and then we'll do Home Alone Two uh, next. Uh, go ahead with. Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. As we mentioned, released November 11th, 1994, grossed $189.9 million at the box office. Uh, Scott Calvin is an ordinary man who accidentally causes Santa Claus to fall from his roof on Christmas Eve and is knocked unconscious. When he and his young son finish Santa's trip and deliveries, they go to the North Pole, where Scott learns he must become the Santa, the new Santa, and convince those he loves that he is indeed Father Christmas. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is a 72 on this bad boy. The Metacritic score is a 57. Our boy Raj, Raj Ebert, gave it a 2.5 out of 4 stars. How do you feel about the Santa Claus, Wes? What do you think about it? Did you watch it a lot as a kid? Do you have any 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 predispo or predispositions with your connection to it? I did watch it a lot as a kid. Absolutely, it was one of my favorites as a kid. Um, I will say before we get into either of these two movies, the previous f- f- four episodes, we've done at least four, maybe five going into it. I've known the movie I'm going to pick that I want to advance. This is the first one. My mind's not made up yet. No, mine neither. I thought leading in, I knew. And after I watched Me too. Both, I'm less Same. sure. I agree a hundred percent. So I'm, I'm less sure. interested to talk this out with you and where we end up. It's very possible. We end up on opposite sides of this. Um, I mean, it's a seven ten matchup. What can what more can you expect? Upsets are going to happen. It yeah, is what it is. Um, I'm interested to see where we go with this. I, hmm, I did watch a lot as a kid. I thought the rewatch as an adult, it was a bit odd. It, uh, it's, it feels like. Scott Calvin, Tim Allen's character, is like trapped into being Santa. Yeah, it, it he, feels at like no he's point forced until the he, very end. Feels like he really wants to do it. At it all. feels like he's forced against his will to be Santa Claus, and it's kind of sad. Yes, it is. You feel bad for him, which seems I do. like not what you want. And I guess when you're a kid, you don't feel that way, right? And I right. Didn't it's feel so that different. Way. Um. Does yeah? Does he really? He doesn't really have a character arc that's very satisfying. No. Like, does he really re- change that much? I mean, by the end, he believes he's Santa. But I think I think I the the main story the main story is not about Santa. It's about him and his kid. Mm-hmm. He's he's divorced from his wife, and she is remarried, and they're co-parenting this kid. And his kid at the beginning hates him. Like, he doesn't want anything to do with him. He's been, by all accounts, very absent. He's always working or just classic, like, absent dad stuff. And he really hates him. So, like, the journey of those two is is the story of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Santa is whatever. It's what makes it a Christmas movie. 
but they're co-parenting and they have the bit with him and uh the remarried guy neil neil yeah um their dynamic is the story of the movie so that is where like his arc is like the the end they talk about um being selfish and now he's selfless and stuff like that that's where the arc for him is but the santa stuff is is pretty sad to me yeah, I mean, what an awful way to pick the next Santa. Like, that's what, you don't want to uh, accidentally choose Santa, right? So, I'm going to see if there's anything before we get to that. that I here, here's, here's devil's advocate to that, is that the person has to have a good enough heart that they actually do take the suit and get in the thing. If you're a total scumbag, you probably just leave the guy there and you don't do that. Um, yeah, that's a good point. The way that he becomes Santa is this guy slips off his roof and is laying in his front yard in the snow and he reads this card that's in Santa's pocket and puts on the suit and gets in the sleigh. That's it. That's the that's the uh so as a kid I didn't I didn't realize it was a thing. I haven't seen this in a while. The Santa Claus in yes. the whole deal like the the pun of the Mm-hmm. obviously Santa Claus and like a clause in a contract. That's like the whole bit. Like, Oh, you, by doing this, by getting in the sleigh, you agreed you're trapped as Santa forever. Like that was so bizarre to me on the, on the rewatch. I Why didn't realize do they need to have to trick people to become Santa. And then the guy, Why that would fa- they need the, to do that? the guy that falls off the roof. I couldn't remember. Was like, is this guy dead? I know he like disappears the, the old Santa. And he gives like this menacing little wave, like, Gotcha, bitch. Now you're yeah. now you're stuck as Santa. It was weird, man. Yeah, it is a little strange. I will say this. The first third of the movie uh, I really like. The rest of it I didn't really like very much. I was like um, tempted to fast forward through all of it. I will say, I know what you mean. I will say, uh, this. I didn't realize this was Tim Allen's first movie. Did mm-hmm. you know that? I mean, he did Home Improvement. Right off Home Improvement. Well, it was during Home Improvement. Yeah, he did like half of Home Improvement. Home Improvement was 91 to 99. So Mm -hmm. this was 94. Same director as Home Improvement directed this. Interesting. That was one of his his requirements. He really wanted him to direct it. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, I think Tim Allen is really, really good in this. I think he does a really good job. I think... He works. I think he's funny, like his banter and his quippy stuff. I think it works, especially in a movie. It's a Christmas movie, and it's for kids. It's probably rated G, right? It has to be. Mm-hmm. So being funny, being funny in that context is often hard. I think he did a good job of being funny and kind of being, he's kind of like an arrogant type of guy, like workaholic kind of asshole type. Um, but I think he does a good job of pulling off funny a lot of the banter and stuff with Neil, the guy that's married to his ex-wife, works, and that actor does a good job of playing off of him. I think they have good chemistry, good good banter. I think he, Tim Allen works. What did you think? So obviously, based on the success of this, to some degree, he does work. I do agree when he is in like divorced dad kind of dickhead mode, it's good. I think the heartfelt stuff was a little little more to be desired. Agreed. Towards the end. Towards the end. All the lovey-dovey shit was not great. The beginning stuff, when he's still a cynical asshole, good. Excellent. I agree 100%. When he's actually Santa, mm, not very jolly. Like the big payoff? A little devoid of emotion. uh, 
the big like emotional payoff with the kid like in the living room falls way short for me. I yes. thought that sucked. Yes, I, it was hundred percent so boring. I did not buy it at all. I agree. Did not buy it at all. Um, I think Neil, the stepdad, is fantastic. Very he's, so funny. He does one of the best parts. Agree. Not the best part. The little boy's good too. Um, he gives a good performance as far as I don't think he's right. I, it's hard to say this about a kid, but he uh, he doesn't like ruin not ruin the movie, but like a lot of times we've said in a lot of these kids can drag down a movie. He doesn't do that. I found him just kind of annoying, kind of whiny, and like his voice, mm-hmm. which is just yeah. He's a kid, and I you know what I about think they did a good job writing his lines. I believed it. I think sometimes they write children too much like adults. And you're like, why would this six-year-old ever say that? Yeah, um, maybe he, you're right. He, he, uh, yeah, but I get what you mean. He, Everything is like this, but yeah, that he's, is he's just very whiny, but it, it does work. I mean, he's a kid, right? He's How old is he? Eight years old? Yeah, if that. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, uh I love when they go to Denny's. I don't know why that scene in particular is like Very burned funny. in my brain. It's burned in my brain. I don't know the why bit, that one sticks the, out. The bit where he looks over and sees the other dad and son yeah, with their hand. That's got the burnt yeah. hand. Pretty good. You too. Why you too, the huh? fuck would he think I'm going to tur- cook a whole turkey dinner if he can't cook? Like why? Why, I mean, why would that be? Why would that be what he what he went with? Um. And has anyone in real life ever put something in the oven and had it catch on fire like that? Just I a mean, full, for a that blaze. to happen, you'd have to leave it in there. Oh, shit, I missed my timer by seven hours. Like, it's been, like, even then, how would it catch on fire? Doesn't even make sense. Yeah. That never has been a thing for movies that make sense. Does shit ever catch on fire in an oven? Ever. I don't know. There was Seems a, impossible to do. He needed a full tank, full uh, fire extinguisher, though. Yeah. Um, um, and then when he falls see. off the roof, I it is kind of creepy whenever you watch it now, but it's still a good scene, I think. I love him, little boys. Like, great dad, you killed him. Yeah, pretty so, good. The what do you think of the ladder? Like the uh, like the bit about it's good the fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. And when it I works. when I saw it on the rewatch, I was like, ah, I don't know. But then I was yeah, like, it eh, it's fine. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, <clears> the. Ooh, I'm surprised. I'm not sure if you have any notes about this, but you always bring it up uh, in movies, and I'm sure you noticed it in this one. I notice it less often than you. What did you think about some of the special effects CGI stuff? Oh, they're so bad. I mean, but it's so early. I mean, it's like... 94. It's tragic. It's so bad. It's so bad. It is not It's some of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, I'm trying to think of like... So, like, the real first ever computer-generated anything was probably, like, it's a movie called The Abyss. It's, like, 88 or 89, I think. It was, like, the first time there was ever in, like, a major movie. I think that's right. And then, like, Terminator 2 came out around this time, and that was, like, breakthrough CGI that was actually pretty good. Um, Obviously, they didn't have the Terminator 2 budget on the Santa Claus. Um yeah, the sleigh looks terrible. That scene where he goes down the small little chimney and the and the uh, the chimney mm-hmm. or the fireplace forms, truly tragic. Yeah, um, I said it was very Super Mario Brothers going down like. Yeah, I the, it's, the little it's, pipes. Uh, 
Yeah, for the time, I'm sure it was probably pretty good, though. So it's hard to shit on because it's not really like if they made that now and it looked like that, obviously it would be fucking terrible. But for the time, it's probably it's probably average, fun. probably yeah. average. I'm sure, people yeah. are like, whoa, how would they do that? Um, Look, this guy flying in the sky. One thing that I do like and that I still like, I liked as a kid, is I really like the way the reindeer look. I agree. I agree. I, I wrote that down, too. I, re- I, I think uh, they look really good. They look solid. They make them just human enough without it being too cartoony. They give yeah. them just enough like uh, expressiveness in the eyes and the face. Mm-hmm. And I don't know... I don't know how much of them was CG, how much of that was practical. And the That's ones what after I was going to ask you. And the ones after this, it's they're all CG, I think. And I think some of this was practical, but it was hard to tell because they look good. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you the same thing. I'm glad you brought that up. I agree. I thought they looked I thought they looked pretty good. Um, I want to bring up uh, the next thing we really see. I want to bring up what do you think of after they do the first round? What do you think of the North Pole? Like that whole I like the set. I think it's cool. I think it's like the when they get there and the little kid's standing there, it's like weirdly ominous. I don't understand why they played it that way. Um, Yes, no, it's cool. It's still, uh, you know, I get, I get why when I was a kid, I was, I liked that scene. It it feels like the North Pole to me. Like if I was going to imagine what it was like and. Yeah. Usually, I don't think I've ever seen a take other than this where the North Pole is underground, which makes sense, obviously, because it's negative a million degrees outside. Right. And also, like, a secret, like, hidden. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's like a that. cool cool little wrinkle. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. wanted to go there when I was a little kid. I was like, that was 100%. Awesome. It looks I want to type that little code in on that, pole, on, on that North Pole and go, go down into the... Uh, down to the layer of the North Pole. The uh, what'd you think? A lot of a lot of people sometimes their favorite character is Bernard. What do you think of Bernard? Meh, whatever. I agree. I don't. I don't it's a little a over lot of the people, top. Why is he I such agree. A dick? He's unpleasant. I put. I kind of like Bernard, although he's very unpleasant. Why is he? So, why is he so mad? He's so pissed. He's such a douche. Why is he so? I don't angry? get it. A lot of people are like. Oh, I love Bernard. Can't get enough Bernard. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. If one of your favorite Christmas characters is Bernard from the Santa Claus, uh, you need some help. You probably yeah. should go talk to somebody about that. Um, Bernard. Why did they name him Bernard? And why did they give him like the thickest, weird looking? Accent? Like, oh yeah, they did. And he has dreads. Yeah. And he has dreads. <laughs> yeah. All the decisions are like the. Those are certainly decisions. He certainly could have yeah. made him a more generic elf. And I certainly yeah. remember him, but uh, yeah. And then he's not really in the movie for a very long period of time, like from the North Pole until basically the very end. He's not in it at all, is he? No, no. At so the end, yeah. He, at North house. Pole in the end. Yep. Um, outside of the like the funny before. He becomes Santa Claus, like the funny stuff that Tim Allen gets into. I would say some of the best parts of the movie for me are is the the year in between the two Christmases where all the like physical changes are happening to him. He is slowly realizing that this is his fate. Like he, these, mm-hmm. I'm fucking Santa Claus. Like it's it's happening. Like 
the the year in between Christmas is pretty good, and also the growing concern around him that he's losing his mind. Yeah, basically is is the middle third of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think a lot of the physical change stuff is pretty funny. I think he does a good job of that. Yeah, and the the makeup and stuff looks mm. very good. It's very believable. Yeah. yeah. Um, the scene. <laughs> The scene where he goes to the, uh, I don't even know what the doctor is, but he's running on the treadmill and he's mm-hmm. making jokes about his weight. That's a pretty funny scene with that doctor. Um, <laughs> the dad joke he says, he's, uh, uh, he's, he's like, why is my hair turning gray? It could be a, you know, it could be a uh, hormone imbalance and uh, you could diet it and you should and diet. it. <laughs> you should diet. And he pokes his gut. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about that scene, um, they had to shoot it a bunch of times and they were shooting until like midnight and Tim Allen's makeup was tough. And when he's running on that treadmill, it's like all glued to his body and it's like ripping his skin off. So he's like cussing up <laughs> in, storm, in agony, cussing out everyone fucking huh. fucking cursing like a sailor. was not having that. a good time. Uh, another similar to that. One of my favorite scenes, similar to that, uh, that doctors I was seeing the, when he goes in, one of the first times of the, like the major changes where he looks real fat, he goes into the office and the oh, lunch sweats. order when he, when he orders okay. a bunch of like cookies and ice cream and shit, he's all the Caesar salad and a hot fudge sundae and some, you know, chocolate chip cookies and, and a cold glass of milk. Mm-hmm. And he's being a big, being a big fatso in front of all the must've been a, must've been a big B. Um, Anything else that you enjoyed from the oh, when all the kids sat on his lap at the soccer yeah, game, yeah, kind of the funny. Soccer game, that's yeah. a good bit. Um, obviously, the other big like the the conflict of the movie is that the wife and the stepdad are trying to get him to be more realistic about Christmas <laughs> and not believe in right. Santa anymore. That's the thing about all these movies that when I'm older, I realize it's like fuck, man, why do these kids have to believe in Santa? Like, yeah, like <laughs> all these movies are directly like logic. Fuck that. You got to teach these kids and you got to fucking lie to them. You have yeah. to. Until a certain age, then we'll be like all the lies that you told you. Like, Forget sorry. about it. Fucked. Away. It, I was, it, that was on me. That's on, on me. Dog. You got some cool gifts, though. Think about it's that. Just all these movies like blind faith have to have blind faith. He's like, but what about this? What about this? Well, don't ever ask that. Just believe it. Yeah. It is a bit odd. I agree. Um, Should we just cancel? Let's just shit on Christmas the rest of these episodes. I, would, I said it last episode, and obviously it's not a big revelation. Santa's a fucking... The whole thing is... I mean, obviously it's based in some other stuff, but like the idea of Santa is crazy. As a society, have we, have we evolved past Santa? Have we? These little kids, they got the internet. They're going to find out at an they alarming young age, probably. Like... Yes, and if they don't have the internet, their friends do. Yeah, I'd imagine kids are learning like we live at like four. They're like we lived in the we lived in the area of uh of dial up. We lived in the dial up Mm -hmm. era for our childhood. I mean, we found out when we were fucking eight and nine and ten, whatever. Do you remember when you found out about Santa? You know, that's a good question. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember what age, but I for sure have found gifts that subsequently were from Santa right around the house, you know, hidden like, Oh, this is, and then you wake up, Oh, here, this is what Santa brought. I don't know what age that happened at. Um, 
but I do remember that. I do have a sister who is three years younger than me, so that kind of prolonged that prolonged it a bit uh, for me. So I, I don't know what the exact age was. Do you, do you have any idea? Do you remember at all? I was pretty young. I mean, it would have been trying to live, think of the house I was living in before I was in second grade, or either while I was in first or second grade, probably. I found it was probably in like the summer or something. I found the wrapping paper that my gifts were wrapped in around the house. Mm. And I was like, what is this? Coincidence? I don't know. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. I believe it was Harry Potter uh, wrapping paper. Ooh, I remember fancy. Right. My, uh, so did, were you the type of kid that would go seeking out presents where you, you wanted to find yeah. them or did you just, mm-hmm. you were fine with getting them on the day? Uh, I'm sure I did a little, but I think I was mostly just pretty content with getting the gifts. I was definitely not like a really seeking out digging deep. Um, yeah. No, I don't think I was either, but I, I definitely, kid, really. I definitely stumbled upon a few without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, what, uh, Ooh, before I ask that question, I thought the, when the, uh, delivery guy shows up with, a package and he's shaving and then he says, Oh, just leave them all in the living room. I think that's a really cool shot of all those red boxes. All the boxes. When yeah. he comes downstairs, I think that's a really cool uh, shot. It's, uh, it's a very realistic way for the list to be delivered, which is yeah. funny, funny bit. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I mean, he's not gonna be able to read all that. You know what I mean? He just doesn't have time. Uh, no, no, he's not. He just have but time. you know, magic of Santa magic. Um, yeah. The so what what falls apart what falls short for you in the third act the the back third of this movie? It's I don't know I just don't I think it's just Tim Allen really I just don't buy him in any of the emotionally resonant scenes like it's the first movie he's ever been in I feel like you can tell you can feel you can tell that he's just done sitcom acting up to that point like when it gets very serious and he needs to basically border on tears it doesn't work at all it feels i I don't know why maybe it's just because it's tim allen or i know like the character he's been up to that point it feels like he's just he's just like dying to make a joke to like crack like a wise crack you you haven't watched it but i get very like chandler from friends vibes like he just is dying to just crack Mm -hmm. some dipshit joke Mm mm-hmm He's just like in the serious moments, he like would do anything to break this emotional tension with us. Some dumb joke. Yeah. And like the whole shit at the end when he's getting chased by the cops or he gets arrested or whatever, it's like, that's kind of weird. Don't care. They, it seems like they needed something else to fill it out. Like with the, they do, they do, the, I feel like every single 90s movie did that Armageddon shot where they suit up and they walk out in slow motion, like they're getting on the ship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every yes. movie did that for, I don't know, 20 years, I feel like. You might yeah. still be doing that. I don't know if that's Armageddon first or one of the, or like Apollo 13, or maybe it's just both. Ooh, it's coincidence. Yeah, I do remember the Apollo shot. Yeah. One of the two. I know what you mean. Um, they do that. Um, he does like the whole suit up. I, I, I guess him doing the shit in real life is interesting because it's different and we haven't really seen that. I could have done with more North Pole stuff maybe. I don't know. 
I don't I know. Saw, uh, the the whole bit of getting I guess locked the future up. Ones, it's like all North Pole stuff, basically. It is, yeah. The second one is based on him having to find a wife, find a Mrs. Claus, and it's all North Pole, yeah. So um I feel like it could have been executed in a better way to get that payoff with like his son and the family. I don't know. The whole bit of getting arrested and then the thing about getting arrested jail. is pointless. They and just wanted they got, like a fun set piece at the end, I guess. I don't know. They wanted to have those little flying elves like save him. I don't know. They they could have just done the stuff with him giving like the whistle to the guy and the gift to the mom to prove it. Um, but it's for little kids. They need stimulation, mm-hmm. I guess. It's not an adult movie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the... So his ex-wife... I'm not sure really what does it when she's when it clicks and she's like, "Oh my God, you really are." Yeah, I, he just says what. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Like they don't see it. Like I could see if like he walks outside and he fucking floats up with his bag of toys and you're like, "Holy shit, you really are! You're flying and you're in a sleigh." But they're just like standing. Like nothing has changed. He's still yeah. just he's still just some psycho in a Santa suit like in their head and then he doesn't really say anything he like talks to his son and she's like oh my god it's really you it's like yeah it's still yeah i don't i don't know Um, that didn't that didn't fully click they were rewriting this movie for four years and you can tell okay i didn't i didn't know that that makes sense so they the original guys that wrote this they it was like supposed to be like kind of pg-13 and dark and santa was supposed to die initially tim allen or whoever comes out with a shotgun and he like clips santa and santa falls off and breaks his neck and that was like supposed to be the bit and it was supposed to be like darker and funnier in a more adult way um obviously i don't think that movie catches on maybe it's good but i certainly don't think we're talking about it now no no that's Um, a different movie entirely yeah um so basically they were they were like just touring around with tim allen basically and like going to meet him on the set at home improvement to rewrite this and once disney got a hold of it they just completely changed all of it essentially that makes a lot of sense they brought in a third writer who turned it into a kid's movie essentially and added all the emotional stuff the idea i think they did a good idea so just you know nothing about this and you say some regular the kind of smart ass dude just is forced to become Santa Claus. I think they hit a lot of like the, Oh, ha ha. That'd be funny type of things. But mm-hmm. just like the, the end, it just doesn't like the payoff. I don't know. I think we said the end doesn't really work in enough ways, but they, it's, yeah. It, like you got to think kids movies and still movies. Now every movie has to end like that basically for, movies under a certain audience there has to be that happy ending that's basically that exact same moment i mean how many of these movies that we've watched have essentially in one way or another ended in that exact same way yeah miracle like literally all i think literally i think it's a bit of a unique sort of like um storyline like a co-parenting i'm not sure i do like that's that's a good angle it would be expected that he would get the mom back and they didn't do that which is interesting no, to me not, no, i not like even, that not even close yeah it was there i like that 
Um, because it's a realistic look into relationships. That's not how it works when you get divorced. Yeah, he even like, says oh, you're beginning, like, leave my life. Oh, you're always you guys are always fighting. And like they got divorced and it really they were never got along the entire time, really. Um Ooh, I thought one she tries to take custody away from I thought Merry Christmas, your Christmas present is on burning the custody papers. I thought that was pretty bad. Yeah. I thought that was a little like, ugh. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. Hooray. I'm not going to take your son from you. Yeah. Like, Merry, Merry Christmas. Uh, he throws him in the fire. I didn't think that was executed very well. No. Ugh. But, no. Like, I, yeah. I mean, like, I would fucking hope so. Um, Every other weekend with Santa. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, yeah, basically, he tries to, I don't know, at the end, like, the scene that we're talking about in their living room, he tries to tell him, like, you're the least selfish person that I know, and you've taught me that I have to be selfless, too, and help all these other kids around the world. I don't know. It just didn't work. Nope. For me. Didn't land nope. on me. But I'm also a grown adult. I really liked it when I was a kid. Um, uh, do you want to know some potential castings for Scott Calvin that weren't Tim Allen? Yeah, give me all your, give me every uh, trivia tidbit and and yeah, some castings. Both these movies did not have a lot of juicy trivia that I could dig up. Um, oh, really? I'm surprised Home Alone Two didn't. No, not really. Hardly any. Um, okay. Tom Hanks and Tom Selleck were the two big guys that were pitched to be Santa. Um, hmm. Interesting that Tim Allen and Tom Hanks then co-starred the year Toy later Story. in Toy Story the next year. Um, Tom Selleck, I buy that. Kind of a similar look to Tim Allen-ish. I've, you know. Speaking of friends, Tom Selleck. Uh, yeah. Shouts out. Shouts out Richard. The um, director chose to cast all the elves as children. They were originally going to be adults. I think that is a good decision. Great I choice. I like that a lot. I think that was a I great like that choice a for them to be kids. The uh, When he goes to bed, that the little girl that brings him like cocoa and stuff, the she's that was a, Oh, yeah, that was that was funny. Mm -hmm. Good scene. I think um, that was also a uh, great choice too. Great year for Tim Allen, 1994. The week this came out, he had the number one show on TV, the number one movie, and his book was the number one on the New York Times bestseller. So good week for Tim Allen. Yeah, good week for our guy Killing Tim. It. And then he yeah did Toy Story, and then finished Home Improvement, and then ugh, after that would does he have any other good? There's a million sequels to this movie, so movies. Nice well, checks yeah, checks off of that. Uh, good movies? I don't know. I don't I'll know, say, really. I don't remember a ton of, of Santa Claus 2, but Santa Claus 3 is some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. That's with Jack Frost? Yeah, uh, I would need to rewatch that probably to confirm, but it is... It's bad. What do you think about uh, Wild Hogs? You ever seen Wild I've Hogs? seen it. I've, <laughs> I've actually seen it. It's, oh, it's poor. That it's, would be a funny movie to watch and talk about. Undesirable. <laughs> imagine there are some... Things to talk about. What a weird foursome. Martin yeah. Lawrence, John Travolta, Tim Allen, and William H. Macy. What a yeah. weird crew. Yeah. All Hot four me. of those guys are like, I could use some money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take I'll take that check. He's also in um, Christmas with the Cranks, which a lot of people our age kind of like, which really I don't remember. Good. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I thought it was bad. Yeah, it it stinks. Um IMO. Sorry if that offends. It's not good. Uh, yeah. I really don't have don't, much more on this movie. It's me either. 
meh. This is the worst combination of two movies on the bracket, I think. There's worse movies in both of these, but in terms of both together, cumulative score, this will be the lowest, I'd imagine, for me. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know what you, to rate this or the other. What did I... I gave this a... Oh, man, I, I gave find more it kind of a, kind of a low score. I don't know who to go with. I gave this a 65 out of 100. Um... I have no idea what I'm going to pick. Uh, spoiler, Home Alone, I gave pretty close. Home Alone 2, that is. I gave pretty close to the same as this. You so. just said that. Uh, Home Alone 2, spoiler, I gave a 65 out of 100 for Home Alone mm-hmm. 2. So we're we're really close. I don't. I think this is in the mid-60s, too. I really don't yeah. know which one to pick. Let's talk. We, ne- we both didn't really give a rating for this. Let's talk Home Alone 2. Preview or intro that, and then we'll... We'll decide who we're gonna pick because I I still don't know. I think they both have. Yeah, problems. we gotta. We'll we'll talk it out. We'll talk about Home Alone too. Maybe we'll come to like it more or less as the discussion goes. Home Alone two lost in New York, released November fifteenth, nineteen ninety two, made three hundred and fifty nine million dollars at the box office. Instead of flying to Florida with his folks, Kevin ends up alone in New York, where he gets a hotel room with his dad's credit card, despite problems from a clerk and meddling bellboy. Uh, and meddling bellboy, but when Kevin runs into his old nemesis, that's a hard word to say, the wet bandits, he's determined to foil their plans to rob a toy story, toy store on Christmas Eve. Got toy story on the brain. Rotten Tomatoes is a 35%, Metacritic 46. Big Raj gave this two out of four stars. Okay. Did you watch this as much? Did you love this as much as a child as the um, first movie? Did you have a preference when you were young? Sorry, what year did this come out? 1992. And the other one, it was two years later. I think I, I wrote two years Home later. One Home one was 1990. 90. Okay. So I was born in 93. I don't remember which one I watched more once I was introduced to these movies. I don't recall. Um, I remember being kind of creeped out by the bird lady. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll just do like a overall. I just feel the stuff in New York is great outside of the house that he uses. I think they could have done better. Um, the stuff like around the city, New York City, the park, the hotel stuff is probably the best part of the movie for me. Stuff in the hotel and some of the characters there and all he does with the voice recorder, thats that stuff's all really cool. Um, the We'll talk about the toy store a bit. That was a pretty good set, although some of it doesn't exactly make sense. So the house, his uncle's house that he goes to as his you know, house of horror for these crooks it just doesn't for me it just doesn't have the same sort of i guess like charm as the first one like it's his own house it's all very dark and dirty yeah. and it just doesn't have the same like, feels charm like an abandoned house which it shouldn't it understand. it basically i mean they're his uh his mom uh catherine here i can't think of her, her name and the but kevin's mom talking to peter McAllister saying like oh do you think he'll know to go to my brother's house and she says oh i thought they were remodeling mm, and, yeah that's true 
that's so that that's the that that's like the that. that's why it's like that. That's why there's paint cans everywhere, and that's why yeah, there's like never, primer yeah, and shit everywhere. Sense. But that I don't. It doesn't. It does. That doesn't work. It's so yeah, dark and dirty, and that the set for the uh, for like what the movie is like uh, foiling these these crooks. The set just doesn't work very well for me compared to the first one. Uh, it's much as much I've said charm a few times. The charm is much higher when it's his own home and it's lit much better. And it's like, yeah, he's like going out of his way to stop these two crooks that in theory he should just be terrified of. Like, yeah, here's he like he like draws them there on purpose. There's nothing for them to yeah. steal there. No, and they follow him just because. They it doesn't make sense. They refuse to just get away with their crime. Well, they have to well, kill this child. The fo- they follow him because. Oh, he took the picture of them. He That's took the true. pictures. They took true. the pictures, and he like broke the glass, so the cops are on the way. So like, I mean, they could just run. Like they're they just yeah. broke out of prison. They know they're wanted. Like they, it's not like they're less wanted or more wanted now that they're yeah. We're going to get more wanted if we murder a child. Uh, yeah, so the, um, he has no reason outside of trying to get them caught to draw them to this uh, this his uncle's house. It just doesn't make sense. So it's unreal how much this is the exact same movie as the first one. Like, almost beat for beat, the exact same thing. They you even... have your shovel guy. You have literally the exact same scene of them waking up late. Um, the airport yes, they, is a little different, I guess. She does the Kevin it's thing. It's worse. She it's talks. worse. Yeah, it's it's more rushed. It's more like, you know what it is. Here it is. Yeah, uh, just hit the it's button. Like do the fucking thing. You know the thing from the other movie. It's almost like it's a joke. Yeah, and maybe that was what it was supposed to be, I guess. I think um, I think it might have been like, like a not like a look in the camera and wink like, hey. Sure. Because she, even she, Catherine O'Hara, says something about we did this last year. Like she, they're kind of like alluding to the whole time. But it's like he sleeps on the third floor again. And they're like, "Ha ha, we're not doing that this time." He's in the he's in the van with us. Like they're counting. They're like, "Where's Kevin?" And he like turns around and grabs his ticket. Yeah. After whole, what happened last year, why would they even go on another trip? I understand that's not important. It's a fucking movie. Who cares? Um, but then they do the exact same thing where they fucking hate him again and they shit on him because they go to the Christmas Carol and Buzz is fucking is laughing an shit in his face, being a dick, and everyone's laughing at him. And then they're just like, and he's a nine year old and lashes out. Yeah, Kevin, why would you do that? It's like Buzz is close to being like eighteen years old at this point. I don't know how old he is. Probably fifteen. Like, if anyone knows better, it's him. Yeah. And of course, they do the like the scene in the living room where Buzz does his apology. Like that's, and, like, and it's yeah. a kid's and movie, says, so yeah. it's like uh, I mean that's like typical if you have siblings, like typical shit that happens. The older one manages to outsmart you, kind of, and it's yeah, sort it's of a, funny how he approaches it like a hearing, kind of, kind yeah, of a funny yeah. moment. But it's all the same moments that are earned in lazier ways in my mind than the first one. Oh, talk about lazy. The bit about he just follows another guy that's dressed and looks like his dad to the wrong gate. I thought that was so lazy to get him on the wrong flight. Yeah, you could have done it. I thought that sucked. Yeah, and I guess 
I didn't have a huge problem with that, and it's not great. Um, because you got to think from that angle, you're not going to really be able to see. I don't know. Sure, but yeah, yeah, it's realistic. I just thought it was kind of lazy. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't really devise a great way to. And then he runs into the woman with all the tickets. Um, that's, I mean, well, you got to think the first fine. one. They just they just forgot him. The smallest yeah. child of the group. They just forgot him. Like, no, they yeah. didn't. Yeah. Like. It, Oh, no, we, we, we can't take we, we can't take 15 more seconds here. Like, yeah. Well, I'm not going to nitpick on that. I thought it was a little lazy, but I'm not going to nitpick on that. They get on different flights. There, there are bigger issues, I think, than that. I would agree. Um, Music, a, still fucking incredible. John Williams. It's the same joke. Yeah. Yeah. Slaps. Incredible. Slaps. Um, I watched, speaking of that, I watched the movies that make us. We talked about it with Drew. We mm-hmm. referenced them a few times. They did one on Home Alone. I watched it before Home Alone 2 and great stories. That's about Home Alone though, right? Not Correct. Yes, yes, yes. It's about Home Alone. Um, great stories about how they got John Williams to do it. Loved the movie and says, yeah, I'd love to do it. And it just takes it to mm-hmm. incredible Kicks levels. Kicks into another gear. Very, very likely... Well, I don't want to say very likely. It's very, very possible that this movie is not what it is today without oh, the yeah. rocket fuel of the score from from him. Both of these. Oh, yeah. It it really propels it for sure. So, yeah, the whole first act, I mean, it couldn't be more of a copy and paste of the first movie. Yeah. Uh, the stories as a whole are pretty much all the acts really are a copy and paste of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he gets to the hotel, so he gets to the New York, gets to the airport, yada, 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 he knows he's there. The bit is that he took his dad's bag. So he has his dad's money. He was getting credit card. He's getting batteries out of his dad's bag for his, the voice recorder is a nice, that's, that's new. That's a, he's, yeah. he's little. Well, uh, I don't you know. know, the, the quickest way to fool anybody is to play a voice recording on a 1990s piece of equipment that will fool them into thinking it is a real person that works every credit, time. Credit card? Yeah, you got down. it. <laughs> this doesn't sound like a slowed down recording of a child's yeah. voice. <laughs> Who on earth says, howdy do? Yeah. This is Peter McAllister. The yes. father. I wrote that down. I wrote that down. That's a weird thing for you to say. Yeah, don't care. Sure, that's not important. The father. (laughs) He does say that. Oh, man. Uh, Caller ID. Yeah, pretty lucky that he knew exactly what the the concierge was going to ask him. Um, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Very Um, convenient throughout this entire movie. Um, Anything else before we do? Another thing we find out that is super lazy, I guess, is we know that Marv and uh, Joe Pesci escaped from prison. Basically, the only way we know is we just see a piece of newspaper fly that says escape from prison. Those two are far too stupid to escape from prison. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about two guys. I want to say something. I mean, they were foiled by a small child twice. An eight-year-old. Police officers and guards would... No chance they'd break out of prison. I want to say something. Maybe Kevin McAllister was born to be a warden of a prison. It is <laughs> the most Kevin McAllister blue rid- lives matter. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing in this movie. The most unrealistic realistic thing I've ever seen. Kevin Maga Callister. Sorry. Is 
is that Kevin McAllister and the Wet Bandits in one of the biggest cities in the world would somehow cross paths. Just like mm-hmm. happenstance. Zero. Just like zero percent. There are 10 million people in New York City. How many people so, live in New York City? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, so he wanted to go to the toy store. They wanted to rob the toy store. It's the biggest toy store. In fact, they're there at the exact same time. Pretty small. Pretty low. Boy. Fact, one day that he was I get, missing. I guess it folks, was Christmas time, but why would they have escaped at Christmas time? Folks, I, I get know. it's a movie, and it's just all coming together because it's a movie, but yeah, that shit is that, the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen. You could have, I don't know, you could have just wrote in a little scene in there that would explain it a little better probably. Um, yeah. Not really matters and maybe they did that's the thing with all out of this shit is like maybe they did but the people watching is like we got to get under this amount of time it's for little kids who yeah. gives a fuck who cares Just put it in there not that important and it's not really that the logic stuff in home alone movies is not really what they're going for it's a different kind of movie than no um the, so i mentioned game of thrones i mentioned a few times that the hotel stuff i think is some of the best stuff for me uh, Rob Schneider makes an appearance. Donald Trump gives a nice direction to our friend Kevin McAllister. Um, if you're gosh. one of the people that wants them to like recut the movie and take out Donald Trump, go I hate him. Donald Trump. I go hate him. Who, who cares? Who gives a fuck? Oh, there are better ways to spend your time. Uh, Rob Schneider, yeah, I forgot he was in it. He's like the little concierge. Am I in the minority that's like Rob Schneider's almost never done anything funny in his entire career and it's somehow been one of the most well-paid successful actors and yeah i don't get it i don't get it he's just like all his characters are like other i mean this one he's just kind of a guy all his characters after this are like incredibly offensive in some way like i don't know why he's just are you telling me i gotta be i gotta be a different race i've got to be mentally handicapped i've got to be i cannot just be a guy because i gotta be doing some crazy over-the-top voice people are gonna know that i'm a fucking hack <laughs> yeah, he's a complete hack, and he also has bad takes. He's a fucking idiot too. Um, yeah, are you telling me that the hot chick wasn't an excellent piece of cinema for you, where he switches bodies with a woman, and it is very offensive and sexist? Uh, yeah. The uh, what's the movie where he like becomes animals or some shit? Oh yeah, it's called Animal. Maybe it's I think animal. it's called Animal. Yeah. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Yeah, he's, he's a monster. A, he's a he's a titan of cinema. The dude's a hack. He sucks. He's uh, not funny. We suck again. That's like a big yeah. thing. Um, bad stuff. He's very. Really... Uh, I think uh, Chris D'Elia is probably funnier than him, but he's very Chris D'Elia. Like you're just talking <laughs> in a dumb voice. You're just yeah. talking like a fucking. You're just talking like a fucking baby. You're not funny. Yeah, not making any jokes really. In particular, no, you're just talking like a dummy. Yeah, this is not the Rob Schneider episode, though. Here's the other, one of my biggest beasts in this movie. Why does that bellhop give a fuck? Why does he care? Why does he give a shit about Kevin? Is that Which explained? One? Did I miss that? The main, not, Rob Schneider's boss, basically. Um, um, Timothy, uh, what's that actor's name? Timothy. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Um, fuck his name. I think they're just, they're I don't know the actor's name. Um, what? I just think that they have yet to see this guy's, this kid's dad, and they're just like, in general, like suspicious or concerned that this kid is in their hotel. Um, I would say, but that like, but main. 
my thing is like, why did they make that guy a bellhop and not like the manager of the hotel? It's weird that he's a bellhop. If you're a bellhop, like I don't give a fuck. Like whoever you want. Yeah. Why the decision to make him a bellhop and not like the manager, which would just have been very easy thing to do. I feel doesn't really make sense. Are we sure that's what he is? I mean, he's wearing like the outfit. He's wearing like the stupid suit, like Rob Schneider's wearing. He's not wearing like normal clothes. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. He does seem overly concerned with our friend Kevin. Yeah. Um, Like, even if it's like, it's a stolen credit card, that's not the hotel's job or fault if it's a stolen credit card. Like, the credit card works. The money is cashing. Like, if the police want to do it and they want to refund us, fine. Like, so I was, I was also on that. The, they didn't know they didn't know it was stolen. It didn't run any money. They didn't because you just have to have a card on file and then you pay at the end. Tim Curry, that's his name. Um, that's the you actor's name. Because yeah. I thought the same thing. Like, why didn't they just stop him at the very beginning when he gave him the card if it was stolen? But they haven't run it yet. That's what they show him doing: is mm-hmm. running the card and it's stolen. So they don't know. They just have it on file until the stay's over. Um, so that's when he realizes that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I mean. They're just not going to let that little boy check into a hotel room. He's not going to do that. Yeah, probably not. I think these are probably nitpicky, but... Yeah, they are. I did the same thing with the first one, and I like the first one. That Like, this shit that we're... That shit's not important. I, I do think the fact that... Like, I don't know. It would have been so easy to make the hotel guy's motivation make more sense. Yeah. And also, but... it's kind of just completely unnecessary that he's even in the movie at all. Yeah, but you have to you set could up. Have just, could have just had more Marv and, and uh, fucking Joe Pesci. Yeah, you probably could have. I think those characters are liked, though. I think that is a positive for more peop- for for most people. Um, the I hotel like... guys? Yeah. I really um, do. I really do. I mean, I they're think... like, okay, villains. It's just like, well, I don't know. I think the stuff when they come to the room is funny that angels with even dirtier souls, is that what it's called? <laughs> so they do that again. They do the whole bit with they're talking with the TV. Um, the stuff the in the clown. shower is pretty fun. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, again, it's report. like same bit. He's doing the same thing, which is kind of the point of the sequel to a kid's movie, I guess. It's like, I don't know. Could we not come up this? with a new iconic? Like, is there one thing about this movie that's iconic that has no no connection to the first movie? Is there a single thing? Um, just New York. That's it. The exactly. Um, it's just it's just the, the same hotel. movie, but he's in a hotel in New York City. The hotel. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, the bird lady is just the other, yeah, the villain. The, the no, bird lady the villain, is the shovel like guy. The, uh, the shovel guy, yeah. The um, exact same thing. They even have the exact same moment at the exact same time in the movie where he's like, hey, you should change your ways and uh, act differently than the way you've acted hey, these last 20 years. You ever think of this? Hey, yeah. I'm a kid. You ever think of this? Yeah. Um, the uh, the toy store is different. Um, did you like sure. the the bit with Duncan and his, his toy chest? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it, it's nice. It's a nice moment. Um Obviously, you need it to set up a motivation for Mar- Marv and Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, quickly before we move on to that, I do the idea of being a small kid and having your free reign of a five star hotel is incredible. That would be oh yeah, that would be a dream. That'd be so oh, much yeah. better than being stuck at home. Room service, the works, the oh, pool. Yeah. One of my favorite lines oh, is, uh, oh, "Gentlemen, do you mind oh, if I test oh, out my cannonballs?" Direct quote. No, no, no. Direct quote. Where's it at? I gotta find it. Would it bother anyone if I worked on my cannonballs? Yeah. What is it? Where did I? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Would it bother? Yes. Would it bother anyone if I worked on my cannonballs? <laughs> the guy in the fantastic. Like, oh, sure. Nah. No. Fantastic line. Incredible. Yeah. Stuff. Great stuff. Really good stuff. Um, um. Let's see. Whenever the concierge comes in, for whatever reason, when I was in middle school, we would always say a line from the fake movie. We would probably say to each other. Not in the same context. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. <laughs> yeah. The context being different than what the movie intended. You can fill in those gaps. Uh, the audience be? at home. What could that be? Uh, yeah, that I think that bit's pretty funny. Although, again, talking with the TV, like you just know that's not a person. Told a not. lot of strangers on uh, Xbox Live to get down on their knees and tell me they love me. So we thought that was really fun times. Hilarious. Some, some Halo, say. some heated Halo, uh, Modern Warfare 2 lobbies, you know. Shit, uh, yeah. shit gets real. Let's go to Act 3. Let's go to Act 3. And I thought, before we get to really end part of the story, I thought it was hilarious that they stayed overnight in this um, toy store and the size of the bag that they brought to steal all this cash, they could fit like one-tenth of this big chest full of money they fit like they fit like 70 ones in this fucking bag they're like making their big nut on this time they're stuffing like one dollar bills in this bag it's crazy that's the other thing how much money is in there if like yeah based on what we look at like when they open that chest up that's mostly ones at the highest ten dollar bills yeah and then you see they open the register and there's like some 20s and 50s so they get Call it five hundred bucks there, and then whatever he can stuff in this like, bag. They're stealing less than eight thousand dollars, probably. Oh, easy. Five thousand dollars. Easy less. less. I mean, max. Max five hundred bucks. Yeah, max like four or five thousand. <laughs> I mean, oh, we're fucking risking our and lives they, for. And they were and they were talking about flee. They were talking about like fleeing to Mexico or somewhere. Yeah. Like we got our we got our nut. Then we can go live in across the border and not be caught. Yeah, I, I didn't. Very odd. Very odd. Very odd. Maybe there's Let's more cash registers we don't see. Again, nitpicky, not important. It um, just didn't make sense. Let's go to the house. I've already said what I thought. What did you think? How, I mean, once they're drawn there, although I'd agree it doesn't make a lot of sense. What did you think of the booby like, traps and the on goings on at the house? What did you think? So of most it? of it's the same shit. He burns the top of his head. They hit him with the paint cans. I, I Maybe I was just in a bad mood. Like when he's hitting him with the bricks at the beginning, it's like, move. Stop letting him throw those bricks on your head. It's stupid. It, yeah. And it's it's I, supposed I'm to be funny. Him. It's supposed to be funny and goofy. Like obviously none of this is supposed to be like, oh, in real life, obviously. Yeah, yeah, real life, they would have died in the first movie. They would have died whenever the guy got his scalp burned off his head. He probably would have died. Yeah, I'm caught between certainly would have passed out from the pain. Like wanting to 
Like just sit back and enjoy and being like, well, that makes no damn sense. I'm caught between those. But yeah, and it's also this second one, it seems like more like more violent, like a brick from like three stories high, like four of them. Dead. I don't know. Like uh they get covered in tar. That's pretty fun. Um the, the big falls, like it's more I get the, the other part thing, of that. the thing that kind of pisses me off is like they are on the outside of the building and they're like, Hey, let's think about last time. Logically, he wants us to go in there. We can't go in there. So then what do they do? They just do exactly what they, they did last time. Charge in there. After the first movie where they fell off the rope, there's another <laughs> rope to get down to him. Hey, let's climb down the rope. And hey, I'm Joe Pesci and I realize the rope smells like kerosene. I'm still going to climb down the rope. It I keep, I keep, I keep. How do you have time? How do you have time? We said he didn't have time in the first one. This he would have less time and be under much more duress, and he would have no idea where anything was at. Yeah, but he knew. He knew the exact layout of his house that I'm going to assume he's never been. Conveniently, really, really used his time well and, and found his tools and set up his little torture chamber. I just thought it was very violent. And more, uh, Marv gets electrocuted, which is um, interesting. You see a uh, skeleton, funny little, funny little goof. Yeah, funny goof. He uh, Harry gets his, as you said, his head on fire again, and then put dunks it in a toilet of kerosene or something. I don't that would maybe kill you. I don't know. But his face yeah. is black the whole movie. Um, it just seemed a less like, ha ha. And more of just like I think, I like the lighting and that it's all dark and like run down makes it like this is this feels a little too real. Yeah, I it I agree. That it warm was warm and bubbly. It's a little too real. Yeah, I said off the top is it's real dark and dirty, and they're remodeling the home. It's there's cans everywhere, and there's holes in the floor. Yeah, it's certainly not as good as the first one. Certainly not. So then after um, that, the mom, they get, they all get to New York, the parents, they arrive and obviously it's New York. Mom's just like, I know where he's at. It's at Rockefeller Center because he's an eight year old and knows where Rockefeller Center is and knows he likes how trees. to get there. He, likes, he knows how to get to Rockefeller Center and he's aware that there's a tree at Rockefeller. Like, no, why? Why would he be there? Yeah. Oh my God. I know where he's at. And yeah. again, again, the cops are just like, I don't fucking know. We're not going to find uh, him. Let us handle it's, it, ma'am. It's like, just I, was, it. it's like, I wanted to say, well, go fucking handle it. Go look. Yeah. Handle it. Why are you still sitting here then? Uh, yeah, he says, let us handle. Let us do our jobs. You're just sitting on this fucking street, pal. And she like gives him a heartwarming thing. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I guess parents I guess love I their would, kids. I guess I would look for my kid if he was lost. Yeah, <laughs> I might. Like, oh, yeah. I forgot that I had a child, and I never yeah. thought and then for he, a second how I would feel if it was my child. I never even thought about that. Like, and then he says, stupid? think about it. Think about it. You know your kid. If you put yourself in his shoes, where would he be? He's like, he likes trees. Loves trees. Probably be at the biggest tree. Yeah. Why not? It's Why bad. would he not be? Bad. And you get the but heartwarming they reunion. Um, then they have a Merry Christmas, pretty much. Well, oh, he gets saved by the bird lady. Yeah, he, tar. he he tells throws, the cops throws the feed on him, and then yeah. they get attacked by pigeons. After he's called the cops on a payphone, look for fireworks. It's you know where did he get the fireworks? He bought them when he first got to New York. He went into oh, some yeah. shop yeah. and he stuffed them in his backpack. Um, you know, the more I think about it, 
I mean, it's very, very obvious, but as you just like walk through beat for beat, it is just the first one, just worse. It's the exact same movie. They catch him, like he slips on the ice and they catch him, just like they catch him in that neighbor's house. And then crazy. The shovel guy has to save him. It it seems like it's almost more difficult to make it this way. If you're writing, it's like, we have to make it exactly the same. We have to have an equal to every part of that movie. Like Hmm. to me, because I didn't watch any of these till I was older, obviously. I'm like, why would I ever watch this one? It's the exact same thing. Why would I just not worse. just watch the first one? Why would I ever watch this one? Yeah. It's so much worse. It's this. It's, it couldn't be more the exact same movie. Okay. Um, both of us say something good about Home Alone 2. Home Alone 1's good, and it's the exact same thing as Home Alone 1, so it can't be that bad, you know? Macaulay Culkin's good. Joe Pesci's a great actor. There's some funny moments. Um, I love the stuff in the hotel. Uh, I do like when they get attacked by the birds. That's kind of cool. Um, um, I love... Fun fact about that scene, uh, Marv, an actual bird flew into his mouth. Said it was pretty gross. Said he didn't care for it. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, sounds... He does spit out feathers when they get up. So I don't know if that was like real or if that was I'd just... Imagine that was, I would imagine that was a pre-planned bit. But Probably maybe planned. The oh, that's how disgusting that'd be a pigeon flying in your fucking mouth. Yeah, pigeons are disgusting. <laughs> they're flying. I assume these rat. are like trained pigeons, probably, but yeah, they're flying rats. They're disgusting. Um, Marv's line, wow, what a hole, it has lived on. It's one of the iconic, wow, what a hole. Um, when he falls on his face, um, ooh, a bit where they both break their noses and they pop them back into place. That's kind of funny. It's kind of funny to get it. That was the sound of a tool chest falling down the stairs. Yeah. Um, that's kind of funny. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh, wouldn't want to spoil your fun, Mr. Cheapskate, to his Uncle Frank. That's one of my favorite lines. Yeah. Ooh, wouldn't want to spoil your fun, Mr. Cheapskate. Very good. Um, let's see. Good things, good things. Uh, the stuff where he pinches that, that lady's uh, butt and then she punches him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the funny. whole. The whole sticky bandits thing is kind of silly and funny. He like robs pennies from a Santa on the street. And he's I don't like, remember. Snap. I should have wrote it down. I saw like a breakdown of all the things he got. It's like, oh, good. He got $18 worth of stuff. Sweet. Yeah. And he got a bunch of like stocking caps off of people. Yeah. That was like a funny little bit throughout the movie. There's a sticky bandits now. Um, anything else that was good? I'm certainly not going to make an effort to watch this movie every Christmas. No. There's oh, a chance I, thought, uh, I don't intentionally watch this movie ever again. I thought, I'm not sure how this was coordinated or how he figured it out. I thought that um, Mr. Duncan bringing presents to their hotel was a nice. Like he saved his store. He sure. stopped it from getting robbed. Yeah. And then he, he filled the their hotel room yeah. with a bunch of presents for nice all of his siblings. That was nice. They like wake up and then Buzz says you can open first present, whatever. Like the nice little bonding moment. Um, Big bro. Here's here's what I'll say. Uh, This is going to be a very bad thing to say about this movie. I certainly regret putting this movie in this bracket more than any other movie. Certainly did not need to be in there. Certainly would have been better off talking about a different movie, I think. Because like we said, it is the exact same movie. You're probably right. There's so many movies that are more unique and would have been better discussions. Like there's just not that much to say about this. Like we said, it's the exact same thing. Um, it's not very good. It's a worse version of a movie that's a good movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of different stuff could have 
filled this gap. I think if I was going to replace any movie in this bracket, I would have replaced this one. I think you're probably right. I hadn't thought about that, but you're probably right. And I think while the Santa Claus does have some flaws and I don't love it, I think it should advance. I agree too. I gave this, I think I gave it a slightly higher score. I do think it's a little better just in a vacuum. I gave it a that, 68. Okay. I gave, I gave this a Santa 65. Claus a 60, gave Santa Claus a 65. Okay. I, I haven't given um, Santa Claus a, a rating yet, but I gave this a 65. And I think, I don't know. It would be an also like a 65. I don't know. It's really, really hard. To yeah. They're neither choose. are very good. They're both are great. Fine. Um, they're both just big nostalgia movies. Uh, yeah. I, I'm good at moving ahead. Santa Claus as well. I think it's more unique within the bracket. Uh, spoiler. Uh, I don't think both these movies are going to get not going to be not going very far. Life. They're not going to be not going life. Far. It's not going to happen. Spoilers, folks. Uh, it's a wonderful life, probably going to be in the final four. So if you were holding out hope for Scott Calvin, sorry. bad news. Um, fun, a couple fun facts. Uh, this just came out today. The guy actor, the actor that played buzz in real life just got a oh, yeah. domestic abuse. Oh yeah. That, was, that so, was recently. Yeah. Buzz turns out to be a, not, yeah. It turns out he was a great guy for the part. He's a real buzz. Asshole. Your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Um, you want to know what Macaulay Culkin got paid to make this movie? Oh, I bet it's just... Take a guess. <sighs> how how old is he in this movie? I don't even know. Probably eight, uh, nine? Ten. He was eight in the first one. Okay, so, so ten. ten. Well, his character was eight. I don't know how old he was. Probably so he probably got paid an extremely low amount for the first one. And then the second one, after it just dominated box office, I have to, I have to imagine that it was a lot. Um, I don't, it's hard like in the in the mid 90s early 90s too to like because i remember i we watched or i watched the the movies that made us on die hard and they gave bruce willis five million dollars to do die hard i believe and it was the highest ever at the time i don't know like a million dollars 1.5 million i don't know something crazy Four point five million no dollars. Geez. Oh, they paid a ten-year-old four and a half. What year did Die Hard come dollars out? Dollars to make this movie. Um, this was ninety-two. This was ninety-two. It would have been around at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, he. They I think said Die was, Hard was like nineteen ninety, maybe. Let's see. They said he got five million. Five million, and it was the most ever at at the time for a single. I heard role. it was eighty eight. This was ninety two. Oh my god! So I mean, much it, goddamn. Money. I mean, I was right. He the first one just murdered. They made hand over fist money, and then they just you got to have Kevin back. That's probably why they yeah. didn't do a third one. So that's another fun fact. The director and the writer were like, "We're going to try to make both at the same time," and for whatever reason. Fox was like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to hold off. We're not going to, okay, the budget on both of these. They were trying to just make two at the same time. And then different people made the third one. And you can obviously tell that it's kind of a different direction yeah. with it. John, different, John all different still, characters. still wrote and produced it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were trying to just film this all at yeah. once, the second and the third one with Kevin. And they couldn't do it. And then after that, they couldn't get Kevin back and totally fucked themselves. Yeah, the third one didn't stop is... for making them. They made a new one this year. So yeah, there's like five or six of them. There's like a couple really, really, really bad ones. You know, that was like... getting 
poor reviews. Yeah, very poor. Um, um what else do I have here? Ooh, uh, the Plaza uh, Hotel got a bunch of reservations after this movie came I out. I bet they did. Uh, they um, used the real phone number, so people had the phone number. The uh, man, I, I after I watched that Netflix episode, a lot of stuff from the first one. Um, obviously, it was on the first one. I have a lot of weird tidbits on the first one, but not so much the second one. Um, let them let rip. Well, if they're relevant really, or if they're interesting. No, nah, they're re- they're not really. It's more of just like all the sets. They like um, you watched it too, right? Yeah, it's all built in like a high school, right? It's all in New Trier High School outside of Chicago. The the thing that I thought was really fascinating about the first one is that, oh, who ended up making it? 20th Century Fox? Yeah. The Whoever the studio was before would like pull the plug on it because they were like $1.5 over budget. Mm-hmm. And one of the producers was having lunch with a Fox executive and he was like, I would make that movie. What do you mean? You went 1.5 million more. I would make that movie. So the studio that had it, one of their reps was going around telling everyone on set that we're pulling the plug. You're over budget. We're not, we're not paying for this movie. And then a Fox executive would walk behind them and say, no, you're good. Stay here. We're paying for it. We're your go. You're, you're a green light. Yeah. So one studio was telling people it was over and then, the one that was picking it up was following behind him, telling all the cast and crew, stay here. We're still filming this. We've you got just watch this. And I watch this. I don't remember if this is true. Isn't it the same high school they shot the breakfast club at? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same one, right? Yeah. John Hughes did all those. Yeah. It's he's, he, they said in that episode that he just didn't like big, like studio type, mm-hmm. like sound, sound stage type stuff. I don't know what his deal was with that, but he loved filming in Chicago. Is he? Uh, he has to be from there. I he don't lived. Know what his... He lived in Chicago his whole okay. life, as far as I know. So he just—they did it. They built the entire Home Alone set in a gymnasium in a high school. Yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Uh, little fallout for Joe Pesci after the first movie. He said a bunch of children would come up to him and ask him to rob their house. So that was fun for him. He uh, didn't take any of them up on, as far as I know. But kids. I don't. That's bad. Yeah, you don't want me to rob your house. Rob you, me. Uh, you you will not be as successful against an intruder as Kevin is. No. Uh, yeah, that up. is. I didn't think about that. That probably gave a lot of kids a lot of false courage. I'm saying at least one kid probably killed somebody as a result of this movie, or was fucking kidnapped, or was like. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um. Well. So the Santa Claus moves settled. on. Yeah, it is settled. settled. Okay, good stuff. Do you want to just roll right into NFL picks? Let's burn that out real quick. We've already yeah, we can do that. Fifteen. Uh, week like uh, quick and simple. Week sixteen. It? It's all fucked. There's one day in between games. It's a fucking mess. I will admittedly tell you, I did not watch any of the Tuesday games. Um, I watched the, watch the Rams played. It was it was pretty shit. So yeah, all the football is shit now. All the sports in general are shit now because we're just using another thing but replacement players. Basically, everything's a fucking mess. The NHL's postponing, right? Yeah, there's there's gonna have a shutdown. I think uh, probably the rest of these sports. I, I guess the NFL can't. I mean, they're too close to the playoffs now. It just there's no way to get around it. I don't know unless they just take Show a week off on. or something. Show must go know. on, baby. Okay, let's do these picks really fast. Let it rip. Okay. 
here they are. They're right in front of me. I didn't even have time to look at these, so I don't know what are system plays or what aren't. So I'm just firing from the hip on all this. Full transparency. First game. I'll try to I'll try to tonight, help you out on that. San Francisco minus three at Tennessee. I don't remember who either of these teams played last week. Mm. Well, let me. Tell but you. that being said, I think I like San Francisco. Really. On the road, on the road as a favorite. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I, I I don't know. Lately, I'm just almost fading myself. Like, or I'm just fading. I'm trying to think conventional logic. What would you think? And I'm trying to. The Titans lost on the road to the Steelers, and the uh, the Forty Niners kicked the shit out of the Falcons at home. So Tennessee's a system play. Sorry, sorry. Tennessee is a system play. So I'm on Tennessee. I'm on Tennessee uh, Tennessee as well. Titans. Let's do it. Let's do it. Second game uh, to the Saturday slate. Yeah, we're doing Saturday yeah. games now. Two Saturday, Saturday or two Saturday games? Three Saturday games. I don't know. Uh, three two. Saturday, I think. Cleveland at Green Bay. Green Bay is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Not sure on the quarterbacks for Cleveland. Um, I think they'll be back. Mayfield was out last week. I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah, same. Green Bay is the best this... team in the league. There, it's not, I, it's not no, even they... a debate at all at this point. They've been this good without probably their, yeah, without their two best defensive players. They've been this good. Um, Yeah, Green Bay's the Super Bowl favorite at this point. I would imagine Cleveland's dead as fuck. The hook scares me, but Packers. I don't think of the spread last week. I guess it would have been a, it would have been when you got it in the week because the Cleveland COVID news was all over the place. This is also maybe a system play because they ended up losing by two. The Browns. And so that was a cover. And then the Packers lost to, or they uh, beat the Ravens by one. So they didn't cover. So this is a system. Play, I'm pretty sure. Green go Bay. Pack, go. Um, Indy at Arizona. Arizona's a one point favorite. This game stinks to me. Which way? Arizona is a favorite after losing to the Lions outright, getting their ass kicked by the Lions. And then Indy just beat the Patriots and they're on a long week. I get it there at home, but the uh, the Cardinals being a favorite here kind of kind of stinky. Yep, I like the Cardinals for that reason. It's yeah, probably right. It's it's stinky as hell. Oh man, they're all banged up. They're hurt. I'm gonna go with Indy. I kind of like Indy. I think they're hitting their stride in Arizona peak too early. Give me Arizona. Okay, uh, Buffalo at New England. This is probably a game that I'm looking forward to most. This one is on Sunday, so you're right. There's only two Saturday games. Uh, New England is a two and a half point home favorite here. The rematch from two weeks ago, the wind, the tornado bowl. Um, not sure. I think I'm gonna go Buffalo. I think me too. Payback. It's a payback spot. Um, I'm not sure of the game environment as far as weather, but if it's not can't be can't be as bad as it was last time they played. If it's not a cyclone, I'll take the Bills. I think they're a better team overall. Um, um, I think there Giants, is a chance you can get it, get it at three by the time Sunday. So if a little betting advice, I would probably maybe hold off. Probably. But I do it think the it, money will go towards New England. It opened so you can at get one. It at, you can get it at three. I would do that, but I like it two and a half also. Yeah, it opened at one and now it's at two and a half. Uh, I also think after that game two weeks ago where they everyone was saying they got embarrassed, I think it goes towards New England as well. Although the, the, t- the ticket counts are actually even. Right now, so maybe not. Well, we'll see. I would also wait. I don't 
think it would go towards the Bills, but I could be wrong. Um, the Giants at the Eagles. The Eagles are a 10-point favorite. Not sure who's starting this game at quarterback. Probably Jake Fromm. I don't know. Um, the Eagles are sneaky playing pretty good football right now. They're 7-7. Seven they, seven. Sirianni's kind of developed the identity. They're playing smash-mouth physical football, which is how they should have been playing all year with this roster. Um, he's finally realized that Jalen Hurts is not a prolific passer, and they're using him in more of a Lamar Jackson type of type of scheme. Your strength, your uh, the Giants is your uh, is your offensive line. Stop trying to yeah. throw it forty times a game. Yep. Um, yeah, the Although, Giants are a complete mess. Um, I will say you're not going to like this. Giants are a system play. They have been the last two weeks, and they have gotten fucking trounced both weeks. I'm going to go against the system here. Uh, but can I, can I, uh, with the system, the way it works, I have to yeah, pick and choose. You know what I mean? Fuck I, Giants. I'm going God with, damn it. I'm going to Philly. <laughs> Fucking Giants. Fuck me. God damn it. Uh, Rams. Rams <laughs> at Vikings. The Rams are a three and a half point road favorite. Um, let's see. Vikings covered. Rams covered. Not a system play for you. How are we feeling about Rams? Vikings. I think the Rams are going to throw it all over these fucking guys. The Vikings have one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. They give up as much production to wide receivers as any team in the league. I think Cooper Cup is going to have an absolute fucking field day, as he does every game. Probably even be a little trickle down for Odell and Van Jefferson. I think they boat race them. I don't know if the total in this – I imagine the total in this game is pretty high. I would like to – I just think I'd like the over. It's 49. Ooh, that is pretty high. I think I would like the over still. Um, Rams, and, uh, I don't love that hook, but Rams in the over. Every game Minnesota plays is close, though. Hmm. Yeah, the Bears basically hand, handed them that game on Monday. They just couldn't stop fumbling and fucking up and not scoring in the red zone. Yeah. Um, they moved it pretty well on field, but it was more fields running on them. I don't know. Ugh. The hook is scares me. I'm gonna go I like Minnesota. I'm gonna go against them. I'm gonna go against okay. them. I like Minnesota. I think they play a close game. I think the Rams can win by a field goal. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Carolina. Carolina is a ten point home dog here. A lot of money on Tampa Bay, but they looked very, very bad. Fournette's gonna be out. Uh Godwin's gonna be out. Mike Evans probably out. Um Antonio Brown back though. Um what did Carolina do last week? Carolina, I th- uh, they lost. I don't believe they covered. Let me see. It was really ugly. Cam Newton. Oh, yeah, they, they played play... the Bills, and the Bills covered. So it's a system play. Okay. No, 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 it's, it's not. not. Neither team covered. Um, I'll take Tampa. I think they're going to – I think this number should be even higher. Um, I think they're obviously getting undervalued some of the performance last week, and I think – one thing you and I know as sharp betters is week to week. It's stupid to basically put all next week's eggs into last week's basket. I don't know if that metaphor makes any sense. Um, I think they're probably undervalued here. I like Tampa minus 10. Boy. New Orleans <laughs> is a weird matchup for them. New Orleans, we talked about this last week, always gives them a weird they own tough them. game. They own them except for the one game where they needed to own them and they didn't. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah, in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I like I'm Tampa. Carolina's as dead as dead gets. 
Jacksonville at the New York Jets. This game's out of pick'em right now. Totals 41. 76% on the Jets right now, which is and that and 76% on the Jets, and the line has gone two points in favor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that is extremely telling. I'll take Jacksonville. Me too. Me too. Yep. Two very, very bad teams. Sharp money, baby. They're on the road, but it does feel like the quote-unquote sharper side is on the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a disgusting thing to say. Last week, the first week without Urban, right? Mm, Yes, and they won outright at Houston. No, oh, yeah. they got their no they got no 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 I'm sorry. They got killed by Houston. They got killed. They were favored though. They were favored in that game. They mm-hmm. got killed by Houston. Still, um Jags. Yeah, I'll take the Jags. The Jets are terrible. Um Detroit at the Atlanta Falcons. The Lions off their second win of the year. The Falcons are five and a half point favorites in this game. I don't fucking know. I'm ooh, this is a system play for you. Which way? <laughs> Atlanta. Detroit won outright last week. Atlanta got killed by San Francisco. Oh, love it. Yeah, that's what I would have picked anyway. I would have picked Atlanta. Atlanta's sneaky a little better than we think, I guess. Because every week we're like, Atlanta's record is that. Maybe Atlanta's just slightly better than we think they are. Yeah, they're six and eight. They got killed. They're they're San Francisco's a very, very bad matchup for them. Atlanta is like a dome, like one of yeah, the pass. They they just got a track meet type throat. of squad. Yeah, that was Not they're built. a bad matchup. Not built, not built to, to stop the run. Detroit's no. just not built to win a football game in any manner. Um, and they're going to – they're obviously – the fact that they're five-and-a-half-point dogs after beating Arizona last week is telling. Yeah, they're terrible. Although they're nine, the and, they're nine and five against the spread this year. They're two and 11. Sure. They're nine and five. against. So they've been getting disrespected all year. Um, but we'll move to the Chargers at the Houston Texans. The Chargers are 10-point favorites in this game. 73% on the Chargers. <clears throat> Boy, it's gross. The Chargers it gross pick did Houston not here. cover, or they did cover in that? No, race. no, no. They got in overtime. They gave up a touchdown and didn't cover. Didn't cover, yeah, because you had them. That's right. Um, so they're, Houston the Chargers are system cover. play. Yeah, Chargers. I was going to say that. I thought so. Chargers, baby. I like it. Uh, yeah, I think they blow them the fuck out. I think Houston is the worst team in the league. Boy, it's hard not to say Jacksonville after they yeah they twice. pounded Jacksonville. No, Jags the worst team. Houston, close though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those three with uh, if you throw in Detroit, pretty bad. Yeah, okay, very very bad. Don't need uh, to talk div- about how good the Houston Texans are. Uh. Division division on the line: Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are a three point favorite. Uh, money's fairly even, slightly shaded to the Bengals in this spot. I Baltimore think, covered Cincinnati also covered. Yeah, Cincinnati won outright on the road. I I think I really like Cincinnati here. Me too. Um, I think I the think it's, I think the Huntley glass slipper might might pop off the Huntley pumpkin. It, even might. if it even if it is Lamar, even if it is Lamar, that's true. I think it's time. They're the Ravens are beaten. They're battered. I think it's time to take them out back. It's tent time. Put them down. Oh, this is a classic Cincinnati fucking falls Shits on their the face game. Oh yeah, at home. I think it's. I think it's finally time. It's finally time. No, for I'm Big taking bro. Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore. You switching it? Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. I think it's. I think Big Bro is going down. No, this is a classic Ravens fucking. It is, but by all means, classic. you're completely right. Completely right. 
Bears travel to Seattle. The Seahawks are six and a half point favorites. Russell Wilson's just someone monster at his powers. The guy fucking sucks. Um, his hand doesn't work. He can't. There's six and a half point favorites here, though. They're yeah, tough game. Um, when your job's to throw it, you can't grip it. I don't want to bet on the Bears. Though. I don't want to pick the Bears, though. They're fucking terrible. Oh, man. Correct. Um, the Bears did not cover. The Seahawks did Just played. What happened on Tuesday? I don't even – who even won? I don't even know who won the game. Uh, the Rams beat them by 10, so they didn't cover either. So neither team covered last week. Uh, I'll just take the home team, I guess. I don't fucking know. I don't want to watch. I'll take the points. I'll go with the Bears. Gross. Sure, whatever. I just puke a bit. Steelers at Kansas City. Kansas City is an 8.5 point favorite, down from 10.5 earlier in the week. Why is all the money on the Steelers? Oh, because of Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are in COVID protocols. Not sure and if they're going to play. A bunch of defensive guys. I think it's looking like no. Um, last thing I saw was no. Or at least Tyreek Hill. I don't think Tyreek Hill has enough time to be active. Would you take Patrick Mahomes and anyone that he could pick out of the crowd against the Steelers, though? I would consider it. I would <laughs> think twice. Cross my mind. You throw me a tight end. He'll just yeah. throw it right through me. It'll just stick to me. I don't even know how. I'm a seasoned fullback. I could catch a little flat route. I don't even know what play we we're running. And somehow I ended up in the end zone with the ball. This is weird. Yeah, it's how like, did it's you do sand. that? It's a sandlot. You just stand in left field and put your glove up. I'll take care mm-hmm. of the rest. Yeah. Um, um, Jesus, I don't fucking know. This is going to be an ugly game. It's not going to be a high scoring game, probably. Uh, Pittsburgh, I, had, I guess I'll just. I don't know. I guess I'll just take Pittsburgh. Just yeah, all the injuries. Kansas City's certainty. Kansas City's due to like have a letdown spot in one of these games. I'd just take this as being it. I could see it being a close game, and they pull it out on like a last-second field goal, and the Steelers are deader than dead. Yeah, they're dead. I mean, they're already dead. They're already out of the playoffs. They already have nothing to play for. So, um, yeah, no, Kansas City in a close one. All right, Denver at the Raiders. This game's also a pick. Teddy Bridgewater was stretchered off the field with a concussion. That was pretty ugly. Drew Locke's going to play. I don't fucking know. These teams are both dead. I have no clue. I don't fucking know. I'll just take the home team. Home team with the starting quarterback playing. Seems like good logic, I guess. Yeah, me too. Drew Locke's terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Washington at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are 10 and a half point favorites. That seems like a lot. I think Heineke's going to be back. I guess that's a positive. Although Garrett Gilbert looked fine at times. I think that's who played, or was that a Browns? I don't fucking know. All these backups are playing because mm, nope. of COVID. Gilbert played, I think, for Washington, oh, yeah. I believe. Okay. Um, 10 and a half is a fucking lot. I don't know. The Cowboys it is a lot. That impressive. Uh, so this is what, Sunday night? Um, this is the Sunday nighter. Uh, let me check on your vaunted system. Yeah, that would who help. Fuck, I have no who idea. The fuck, who the fuck's playing in this game? Washington oh yeah, the Cowboys. Dallas. The Cowboys covered in Washington. What the fuck did they do? Oh, they had to move their game. They did not cover. So it's a system play. I like Washington anyways. Sure, Ron Washington. The FT. Yeah, football team. Go footballs. Miami at New Orleans on Monday night. Miami's a one and a half point favorite because Ian Book is starting this game for the Saints. Miami, um, Miami, 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 Miami. Because of Ian Book? 
Yeah, and I think New Orleans is just going to be crazy, crazy overvalued after that game last week. Well, I mean, it opened three, and that was probably the un- but with book starting, it's moved quite That's a bit. True. Yeah. So all the value either way, I, I like my. Well, why? Oh, I can see Tua struggling in that dome against that defense. Ooh. They just have to win the game. They just have to win out, right? I'll take them. Give me my. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with New Orleans. I think Ian Book can manage the game enough and just let the defense try to carry him. Don't feel strongly about that, but there you go. Lock of the week. What do you got? Dude, I don't fucking know. Um, Um, I don't hate Las Vegas, although they're both just dead. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know what? Just uh, right in your face. I'm going to go Cincinnati. Because you picked it the other way. Take take Baltimore, coward. I'll take take Green Bay, my seven and a half. Take Baltimore, coward. Green Bay. GB. All right. I got it in there. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the... Christmas movie episode breaking down the Santa Claus and Home Alone 2. Uh, can't wait to fire all these picks we just made. That's going to be exhilarating this weekend. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Christmas Eve. Happy holidays for those that don't celebrate Christmas. Keep that in mind. Shalom. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Appreciate you joining us. We'll be doing this, I guess, all next week, too. we got a bracket to finish. Uh, we'll be and then after that... that we're going to be going back to two episodes a week. And then after football season, we've talked about taking a short break to ideate some stuff to maybe make the podcast better. Also, we just kind of want to take a break because we've been going pretty hard. Um, yeah. Three, three a week is a ton. Uh, and by break, we mean like a couple weeks. A I don't week. know. Yeah. Week I don't know. Half, what two weeks. I don't know. Not like a break break, you know, Take a break, workshop some stuff. It'll be good. It will improve the product. Yeah. Because we just have no time really to improve it. We just have to turn it on and go every week. We don't really have much time to think about other stuff because we have day jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we'll scale back to two a week, especially when football's over. There's just not three episodes of content to be doing. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, so we'll workshop some other stuff and come back after a break. Um, but the rest of this month, we'll still be with you talking Christmas movies and mostly the NFL. Uh, I assume we'll get into some NBA after Christmas. That'll really start picking up. We both like that a lot. So if anyone's interested in that, make sure you subscribe and uh, be ready for that. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll be back again on Monday with another one. Thanks for listening. See you.